Praise the Lord. This is Apostle Prophet Pamela Witchett, Agape Deliverance Headquarters. To God be the glory. Um, let's not talk about it, brothers and sisters. Let's be about it. What is my goal? To bring a world back to Elohim, back to God. To see the demonstration of God's kingdom on earth. Scripture text John 15 and 13. No greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Lord, we just thank you, God. We just give you praise, glory, and honor. Father God, for you alone deserve the praise, Father God, the glory and the honor, Father God. There's no one like you in all the earth, Father God. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, for mercy in the midst of judgment concerning your children, Father God, in Pennsylvania and New York. Father, I pray for mercy and judgment, uh, mercy in the midst of judgment, God, around the world. Everybody, Father God, in this hour, I just uh, pray that they will give their hearts back to you, Father God. Father God, that they will come home, Father. They will, they will realize, God, that you are their redeemer. Father God, and their Redeemer live. God, you live, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, there's life in your word, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way, God. Have your way. Have your way. Hananasa. You're worthy, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Behold, hanging before you is the sacrifice of praise. Pure and holy, creation stands in awe. Removing all that hinders, worshiping our King. As he cries, it is finished, heaven's let the prayer down, let the praise go up, let the veil down, let the praise go up, let the veil down, we're in the presence of the Lord, let the veil down, let the praise go up, let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down in the presence of the Lord. <coughs> Before you, sacrifice a prayer. Here in this holy place, we reign. <clears throat> 
Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. We're in your presence. Let the veil down. Let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Presence. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. <clears throat> Come on, let the veil down. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, to your name, Jesus. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. The presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. The presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. The presence of the Lord. Whatever's hindering you, church. Whatever's hindering you, pull it down. Brothers and sisters, pull it down. Whatever the addiction, whatever it may be, pornography, whatever it be, drugs, pull it down. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. Come on, I can't hear you. Come on, praise him. Praise the Lord. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the blessings. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, God. We praise you. We exalt you, God. Father God, we thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you for all you've done, Father God. Hallelujah, God. Father, we come into your presence, God. Father God, repenting, Father God. Asking you, Father, have mercy, God. Have mercy, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. There's no one like you, Lord God, in all the earth. Yes, Oh, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. Father, if I had 10,000 tongues, God, I could not praise you enough for who you are and all you've done, Father God. Father, we thank you, God, for you are God of our beginnings and the God of our endings, God. And we give you praise today. We give you glory, God. For you alone are worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, God. <clears throat> hey, brothers and sisters, I wanted to teach on the fear of the Lord. Okay, I had started it um, maybe about a week or so. Um, we're going to um, do some, try to get some every day of God's word that we may grow in faith and the fear of God. That's important. 
for you to be able to worship God, you have to fear God. You have to know who he is. You have to know how to be able to go in and worship the Lord Jesus Christ for who he is. Description. Uh, the fear of the Lord. Learning different aspects of the believer's fear of the Lord. To be able, this is the, this is the, um, this is what I would like for everyone that's listening to be able to apply them in our relationship with God. As I teach them by the help of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, as I partner with the Holy Spirit, I pray that we all be able to apply them in our relationship with God. Okay, we, I'm teaching on the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. People want wisdom. Brothers and sisters, men claim that they have wisdom, but there's a different wisdom. The wisdom of God comes only, only, O-N-L-Y, only with the fear of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, um, questions. What are the three essential essentials to fearing God? What must we know about his nature? See, isn't it, isn't it important to know your parents' nature, your mother's nature, your father's nature, and know that they're different from one another. How much more, brothers and sisters, is it important to know God's nature? You know, Elohim, the God of creation. How much more important is it is it for us to know God's nature? How can you worship someone in spirit and in truth if you don't know the person, brothers and sisters? This is so important. This is where we miss the mark. Okay. One of God's natures, the nature of God is holiness. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. None. Absolutely none. Without holiness in your life, on the inside, living a holy life on the outside, according to God's word, he said that we have to be hearers and doers of the word. God has given instructions for everything concerning how a man position in the household is him being the head of the household. It's him submitting to God. It's one thing, man, to be the head of a household. It's another thing to submit to God. Okay, in order for God to lead your household, the male have to first submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. He have to give his heart. He have to give his life to the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Um, submitting to the Lord. And then um, the wife submits to the husband, but the husband is not to control the wife. He's not to control. We're supposed to be able to have a say-so in the operation of things that's taking place within the household. And the man should be able to be humble enough to listen. And if he feels as though that he has the better answer, then he needs to give it to God. Go go um, to God about it and make sure before he makes that decision. Now the woman, excuse me, <clears throat> she's a helpmate. That means she's there to help him along his way with the Lord. That means that they uh, we're not supposed to unequally yoke not supposed to be unequally yoked both pe both people should be accepting jesus christ as the lord and savior in the in the uh marriage brothers and sisters and so therefore that relief that uh leaves a, a chaos and the devil from coming in trying to get a foothold you know in the marriage the lord said if you do marry unbeliever he said don't leave them he said to pray you know pray for them to be saved for salvation and he's also said a sanctified wife sanctifies her husband. It may not happen, uh, women of God, wives. It may not happen when you want it to, but it's the word of God. You have to stand on God's word. God's word is life, brothers and sisters. Um, 
husbands and wives. Everybody wants to be married, brothers and sisters, but are you uh, marriage material? Have you obeyed um, the laws, the statute, the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know how to, men, how you know how to handle a household? Do you know how to be the head of the household? Do you know how to build the foundation of your household? Do you know how to work together with your wife? God says that um, a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and find honor with God, favor with God. Isn't that beautiful? So the wife is important. Women, you are important today. Don't sell yourself short. Don't, um, don't allow this world to depict how you respond to what's taking place. Men against the women, women against the men, back and forth, back and forth. God sees this. The devil sees this. And he sits back and he laughs. Men, you have to take the head position and you have to pray for the women. You have to pray for these women. These women have been through a lot. They have been through a whole lot. They have been without fathers. They have been mistreated. They have been um, molested. God forbid. They have been all types of things that happened to these single mothers. They have been in hardship. They have been left abandoned by the father of the children. So that's why it takes standing in the word of God to be humble and have a um, compassion. See, the Holy Spirit has compassion. So therefore, what I'm saying is the men, you have to understand that everything falls on you guys. Everything falls on you. In the, in, in the garden of Adam and Eve, Eve was the one that committed the sin. And she lured Adam into it, which was wrong. So I'm not saying that the wife is perfect or the woman is perfect. But what I am saying, what God's word shows us is that God charged the man for the sin. See what I'm saying? So it, it's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. So for you to keep harping on the women and turn the woman down is not helping because we're not made like you. We're more sensitive and more emotional, you know, and supposed to be more sweet, you know, um, in the Lord, you know, we're supposed to be more quiet in the Lord. But even sometimes as a prophet, you can't be quiet. You know, my personality naturally, you know, as Pam, I'm normally quiet. You know, I keep to myself and I'm quiet. And I've always been like that as a child. When God anointed me to go forth, he anointed me to speak. That was the um, word of the Lord over my life. He anointed me to speak up. So God is speaking. His voice is speaking through me. God is, Jesus desired that no man perish, but all men come to repentance. I'm going somewhere with this, brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit helped me to teach your word to your um, children around the world internationally. Um, follow, um, share this podcast. So therefore, we have order in the house that the men is able to carry more of a burden for the women, meaning that you should have understanding of where they are, what they've been through, the children that they have, that they've been raising by themselves for, you know, decades, years, um, with no help from, you know, from maybe even any male figures in their families. It's not good. It's not a good situation. Um, so God is going to hold the men responsible. This is what you're not seeing today. God made you king. Can you imagine um, how great of a title that is? That's the one of the greatest titles. He said, God is king of kings. But everybody's not a king just because they um, give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to be made in God's likeness and image. That's why the Holy Spirit is teaching on how the men are supposed to treat their wives. I remember this one man. I remember him to this day. Um, 
I want to say it might have been seven years ago, may have been 10 years ago. But I remember um, he would preach, but he acknowledged his wife in a beautiful way, meaning he spoke about her on the platform, the pulpit, uh, while she was sitting there in the front row, you know, with him, you know, in the service. And I thought that was so commendable because you don't hear, and most of the time you don't see the men with their wives or most of the men are not married. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard that, immediately something just hit me in my spirit. Like my gut just like power. It was just powerful. Let me say that it was powerful. And do you know, to this day, I remember when he when he preached, when I said the Holy Spirit fell, and this has been a long time since I can say this, and God has fell in, in many situations, but not like this. The Holy Spirit fell in that service on his message. And the Lord really blessed him and blessed us real good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he honored his wife. Brothers and sisters, it's not for you to put your hands on us. It's not for you to curse us out. It's not for you to be mean to us. It's not for you to uh, give us no attention. It's not for you to talk about us. And it's not for us to talk about you or put you down or, you know, um, be mean to you. You know, be kind to one another. You know, and you know, we know this. We are grown. So you have to understand the Lord. This is why um, the Holy Spirit is teaching on the fear of the Lord, because we don't understand who he is. We don't understand his nature. So when he sees all this going on, this foolishness between the male and the female, the Lord is not going to condone a holy matrimony like this. He's not. He's absolutely not. You can do it. I've done it before too many times. Um our brothers and sisters, and uh, two times, not to make it like it's, you know, excessive amount, but yeah, and and I knew the second time when I did it that it wasn't supposed to do it. I got tired of waiting, so that was a lesson learned, okay? So what am I saying? Um, we have to follow our roles as a wife and as a husband, as a, a male and as a female, you know, as a um, a servant of the Lord, the fivefold mission, we have to follow in the steps of Jesus Christ. In order for things to work out in order, we got, God is a God of order. And for there to be um, peace in your house, peace in, you know, um, the the church, peace in the land, we, the fivefold ministers, have to line up. It can't be jealousy over here. It can't be hidden jealousy. It can't be, you know, um, hatred, jealousy that turns to hatred for people that you don't even know. Towards people you don't even know. God, you mean God is, <clears throat> God hates that. Because, excuse me, it's the very opposite of God's nature. So yet that's, we have to ask ourselves, how do we get here? How do we get here? And what I would say through experience, you know, it's the best teachers we say. And what the Lord has shown me is greed. It's covetousness and it's greed. So that's something that we need to pray about. Every last one of us need to pray against that spirit that's rising up in our lives individually, in the marriages, in the homes, and in the church. Churches, we need to pray against these spirits. Okay, number one, the nature. One of God's nature is, is holiness. Okay, number two, justice. God brings justice. He reigns on the just and the unjust. God's throne is justice and righteousness, but his throne, where he rules, where he reigns. So
So who, how are we thinking that we're going to get away with anything? That's absolutely not true. Only a fool would believe that, brothers and sisters. So because we don't see it when we think we should see it, when it comes, God forbid, when that karma comes, it's, it's a horrific, brothers and sisters. It could be so painful because it's coming from God. God knows each and every one of us. He knows how to bring his justice, bring his, um, his judgment, his punishment for what we have done. Whether it was a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks, months, years, decades, when he brings it, brothers and sisters, we know that it's God. And more than likely, listen, no one can help us. We have to bear that burden. We have to bite that. As they say, we have to eat that, brothers and sisters. Okay. Number one is holiness. That's God's nature. Number two is this essential for fearing God. You have to realize that God is God of justice. He's going to judge sin. Regardless, I don't care if it's small or little, all of it is the same in the sight of God because he's holy. I want you to define holy. Look up holy. This is your homework. Look up holy and holiness and see what it means in the dictionary, in the Bible. I don't care how many books you can get. Get five or six books in the um in the concordance and the vine dictionary and just continue to get it in your spirit this is what you call meditating on god's word day and night that we can have good success okay number three righteousness god is a righteous god like i said justice and righteousness you have to be in right standing with god how can you praise would you really want to hear from someone praising you singing to you and they and you know they haven't treated you right you know they don't listen they disobedient they go and do their own way they always rising up and always in trouble. No, you don't want to hear from them. You want them to humble themselves and repent and ask for forgiveness to you. This is a problem we have today. Everybody don't have to go face to face and ask for forgiveness, but forgiveness is necessary. Back in the day, I don't want to say 30 years ago, it wasn't a problem. 40 years ago, you did somebody wrong. You may not say it right then and there, but eventually you got so convicted which is the Holy Spirit, our subconscious, meaning that God gives all of us a conscience that you have to go back and say something to that person. Now, it's totally not, not going to happen, unfortunately. And this is another reason why we are where we are. And I want to say in the church of God, judgment starts with the house of God. Um, leaders doing other leaders, leaders wrong, members doing other members wrong, members doing leaders wrong, and it's back and forth, back and forth. Then it, all this stuff, listen. It spills out into the world. It spills out into the heads and the highways. Pastors, leaders, five minutes. You don't know this. It's the truth. You need to lay before God and find out and get more information and revelation because that's what has happened. This world is turned upside down because of how we handle our situation, our issues. If you know you've done wrong and you want somebody to keep on saying you got to forgive, then come to that person and make it right with that person first. Let that person be able to see your uh, face and your eyeballs and say, okay, yeah, you, you're, you're sincere. And even if you're not, you know, I thank you that you had, a, you know, the, the guts, the carrots to come. That means a lot. Well, it used to. Okay, so we got God's nature, holiness, justice, and righteousness. In order for you to be able to fear God, you have to know his nature. <clears throat> so this is the... um. This is the uh, uh, sentence that I came up with in order for us to remember his character. H for 
holiness, J for justice, R for righteousness, honor, Jesus, righteousness, H, J, R, honor, Jesus, righteousness. If you can honor, we can honor Jesus' righteousness, brothers and sisters, then we're able to fear God in a, in a more awesome way for who he is. Okay, okay number um, B, divine conviction, a firmly held belief. You have to believe that he is. You have to have a strong conviction of God and who he is, a strong, <clears throat> excuse me, a strong persuasion, a state of being convinced, fixed belief. You have to have your mind stayed on Jesus, that your heart is fixed and you know who he is through his nature and spending time and having a relationship with him. What the fear of God um, is based on conviction. First, you have to have conviction for the fear of God. You have to know his, um, sorry, his nature. Then that's conviction that you have to have in your heart, a strong belief, a strong opinion about a person. Okay. What is your belief? What is your belief concerning God's nature? Answer, he is holy. Now, what does the, that cause him or leads him to do? What is the opposite of holy, evil? So what is it going to cause God to do when he sees evil and he's holy? He's going to judge justice, judge sin. That's his nature, point blank period. Just like a judge that's in the courtroom with the black robe. That sin, the things that happen in there with, between whoever the two parties, the judge has to um, run that verdict, has to bring the gavel down. And God's going to do it every time. So it's not like it's just going to happen in 2023. This is throughout our lifetime. God is going to judge sin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Last but not least, therefore, his nature causes him to judge sin so that it will not destroy all that is alive and with or what is holy. Amen. So I just taught you by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, the characteristics, the nature of the fear of God. And meditate on his word, Jesus' name, amen, that we may have good success.